Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. So I have watched two full seasons and a few episodes of Sex Education now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh At your recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. I know it's so good. Yeah. It's just really funny. How many, how many, two and a half? (laughs) You're in the third season? I'm in the third season. Oh, wow. And I just started Yeah, like like a few days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So. It's it's pretty good. It is. I mean, it's very, very, uh, like the the name says, the title of the show says everything. um, Be aware that it it is. If you like closed door romance, then don't watch this show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of S-E-X. Correct. But it's really entertaining. It, it is. The it, characters are great. Yeah. I love... Um, who's your... Hmm? Who's your... Who, okay, sorry. I well, I was going to say I love Otis. Sure. That, that actor. What's his name? Um, Asa Butterfield. Yes. He's just so good. He's so good. He, yeah. like, really... The uncomfortable, teenage, angsty... He does it perfectly. Perfect and he makes it. these, like, just expresses these emotions with these like awkward faces and i'm just like oh my gosh he's such a good actor mm-hmm. it's yeah. so good yeah what who's your favorite um i don't i don't know if i have a favorite for some reason i really like amy <laughs> like i think <laughs> she, that her character is done really well she cracks me up um i mean they're all fantastic but she, sometimes it well she said something last night that You know, she's, like, kind of the dumb blonde character, obviously. And so sometimes I kind of sit there and go, is it realistic for someone to be this dumb? But then I'm like, no, I can actually think of a few people who, in my life, like, who would have said things like that. But then she also has moments of... She has depth to her. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is why I like her character. Yeah. Because I think that she's... All around very well done. She plays that character really well. And I've listened to um, interviews with her mm-hmm. and um it's, her name is amy in real life too. oh really yeah um and it's just i don't know i just really like her character and i like the way she looks yeah like i think she has an interesting look about her and like she talks about in her interviews her teeth mm-hmm. and how everyone wanted her to as an actress like you know have her teeth fixed or whatever and it's like it's perfect to her character though like everything about yeah. her she's like no you know this is kind of like my signature feature that's true i definitely noticed the teeth i mean she just has that bunny (laughs) she does bunny eyed and just like just kind of doe-eyed yeah innocence but then she's not innocent at all yeah (laughs) i agree Uh, yeah the show is really great um i'm in the middle of season three and then netflix says there's another season coming but it's not coming until the I don't know. I saw this yesterday. Maybe March of 23. Wow. Yeah. It's like the beginning, sometime in the first quarter of 23, I 
think. I think, unless I'm off. Unless it was 22, but I don't think it was. Because this one just came out. I could use a break from it after this. um, Because it is a lot. But I do enjoy all the Britishness. (laughs) I know. And Eric is great. Yes, I love Eric. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to tell you about a romance novel today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't. I don't remember it being super steamy, but I'll be honest, like when I read romance, I don't necessarily think of it in terms of like, if it's open door, closed door, like I just read it and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I apologize. I'm not able to say like, (laughs) if it's, you know, how many eggplants it gets on that rating scale. But anyway, I am telling you about... The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I have seen this all over the place. That's because it's so good. Like okay. everyone's reading it right now. I know. It's all, I mean, every time I get on Instagram, I feel yes. there is a post about it. Yes. Um, several people will be getting this book in their advent calendars. I have it in my Libby app under, it's a hold. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it was so good. Um, it is like a fake dating trope. Okay. Um, yeah. Which those are great. I always enjoy those. Same. So basically, um, Olive is in her, she's in like grad school, like getting her PhD. And she, like everybody's kind of pressuring her to date and she's just not really into it. And... I, I want to say like one of her friends passes by and she's told her friend that she's in a relationship. If I'm remembering this correctly, cause it's been a couple weeks since I read it, but um, like her friend passes by and she's like, quick, I need to just kiss the closest guy, you know, just to show that I'm in a relationship or whatever. And she just grabs this guy that's near her and kisses him. And he's just like, excuse me. And it's, it's his name's Adam and he ends up being a professor. And <laughs> so they're they're kind of like okay like what are we gonna do with this now my friend thinks that we're dating and he's like I mean I'll help you out with this like fake dating thing if you want it's no big deal and um (laughs) she's like yeah but then everybody's gonna think I'm dating a professor and like that's weird but then they agree to do it and so you know they have to go to like a school picnic together and like do just you know these silly little things um but it was just really sweet I loved the like higher education aspect of it because I love reading about smart intelligent women um I mean I loved I probably sounds weird but I loved like the teacher student because they were close (laughs) in age though Okay. I was so going to ask you. Yeah, it wasn't like cringy. Yeah, no. They're they're very close in age. Is he her professor? No, he's not. Okay. He's not her professor. So and in it's in, PhD, so it's like Okay. It's That's right. not like classes necessarily. It's like, you know, they do writing thesis and I don't know how higher education But is works, it but, fra- like would it still be frowned upon? So it was kind of like they had to like tell people like he's he's not one of my mentors in the program so it's it was okay it was acceptable or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah and he he kind of just like helps her discover herself and like become a really awesome you know like but she has all those qualities already he just he just helps her find them within herself gain the confidence that she yes confidence yes thank you that word was escaping me but yes he helps her gain her confidence and um obviously 
It's a romance. It's fake dating. They fall in love, but it's just so sweet and so well written. And it's like a warm hug. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> I was just messing with you. Um, but it was really, really good. I want to read it. I really, really loved it. <laughs> I may have to use my Audible. You definitely got a little like, ah, when I said professor and <laughs> student. But yeah. It was so good. It's It's been everywhere, so I'm excited to check it out as yeah. well. Yep. Well, my um, pick is completely different from that, which is good. Yeah. Um, it's The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave, which has also mm-hmm. been all over the place. Because it's also so good. Yeah. Um, so this is more of a mystery, kind of mystery, about... Um, a woman named Hannah who's in her late 30s, early 40s, and she th- finally thinks that she's found the love of her life. Finally. Finally. Until she realizes that um, maybe she doesn't know her husband as well as she Uh-oh. thought she did. <laughs> Especially whenever he completely disappears one day and leaves her with his 16-year-old daughter with no trace, no call, no anything. And then things start to unravel from there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the day that he disappears, Hannah receives a knock on her door and is handed a piece of, like a scrap of paper that just has a note on it that says, protect her. Creepy. She knows that the her in that protect her is his 16-year-old daughter, Bailey. Um, But she doesn't have anything else to go on. So she's obviously feeling really uneasy. She doesn't know what's going on. At this point, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know that her husband is, like, gone. Right. Um, She tries to reach him, obviously, after getting this note. Can't get in touch with him. And then she uh, picks up Bailey from school. And right before Bailey gets in the car, she has the radio on and the company that he works for has just been raided by the FBI. And, Uh-oh. Yeah, and it's kind of like an Enron type situation. Like they're investing Money being money. stolen. Yeah. Um, and he was the head coder at the company. Yeah, he was pretty high up. Right. Um, so the owner has been arrested by the feds. They're looking into everything. Bailey gets in the car and has a duffel bag and said that her dad left her a note in her locker with this duffel bag and it's filled with cash. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both extremely confused. Doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, and they can't get in touch with Owen. So uh, also, as you can imagine, Bailey is not too fond of Hannah. Yeah. She's 16 years old. She's angsty. They have a rough relationship. They have a rough relationship. Hannah can do no right. That whole thing. Um, Bailey's mom died tragically when she was a little girl. She doesn't really have a lot of memories of her. So it's been her and her dad yeah. most of her life. So you She know, didn't want this other woman coming in and yeah, taking over. Right. Um, so things start to progress and Hannah... There's like a U.S. Marshal that comes and visits her and is like, don't trust anybody. And she's so confused and she just doesn't have any answers of what's going on. FBI agents show up and they're asking questions. It's all too much. So Hannah 
calls her ex-fiance, who is a New York attorney, and she's like, I don't know any other lawyers, and I need help. And he helps her. And he starts looking into it and realizes that um, there is no Owen Michaels who fits age, any of the history (laughs) of going to Princeton, of living... I don't know if it was Massachusetts or Boston or somewhere where he said he grew up. He's not who he says he was. He's not who he says he was. Um, And then he had looked up the U.S. Marshal that came to see her, and his jurisdiction is Austin, Texas, and they are in... They're in California. They're in California, in Sausalito. Am I saying that right? California. So she just decides that she's like... Bailey, you and I, we're going to go to Austin. Yeah, we've got to do some detective work here. Yeah, so they uh, fly to Austin, and then things start to really pick up in their journey to figure out what's going on and to learn answers, and they start to realize that he definitely wasn't who he said he was, and um, the people they meet along the way, it, it starts to come out, you know, that there may be some pretty bad people after right him and his daughter, And um, Bailey coming to terms with she has to rely on Hannah. Yeah. And the um, woman she doesn't like. Correct. She's got nobody else, though. So it's just an interesting. um, It was, I liked it a lot. mm -hmm. I called it like a light thriller. Yeah. Um, I know that there were some people who were like, eh, it was too slow, too like boring, kind of. um, They just, I guess. <clears throat> people who read thrillers just want like more intensity but um I liked it because it was slower and I don't know yeah I mean I th- I think it was a different feel yeah it's definitely a good read yeah I and mean, it was worth reading and I For wasn't sure. I wasn't bored um by any means because they they built enough built it up enough that it's not like thriller in your face but but it's still suspenseful it's just yes and there are still things to uncover yeah um I agree I was a huge fan um I have enjoyed Laura Dave before this have mm-hmm. you read 800 grapes or hello sunshine no love them they're romance though so okay. it was really surprising to see Laura Dave write this kind of mystery thriller type thing um but I'm a fan yeah definitely worth a read it was good. It was not light, light, but light enough that it wasn't creepy no. in any kind of way. No. So, yeah. 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 Agreed. Um, Are we spilling the tea? Yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous it? about, yeah, I haven't t- tried it because I'm a little nervous. You made a face when you tasted it. Here goes nothing. I don't think I can do that. Oh, man. That's unfortunate. Um, This is Biarritz by August Uncommon Tea. It's a blended herbal tea with velvety rooibos with amaretto and orange blossom. And the thing is, before we made it, I said that it smelled like medicine. But I was hoping it wouldn't taste like medicine, but it does. Straight up Robitussin. (laughs) (laughs) On the back where it says taste like, it says sweet almond, burnt orange peel, Armagnac, anise, 
and dried cherry, but it should just say taste like Robitussin. Correct. And then it says feels like rustic liqueur on a languid night. But I it mean, should look liqueur does sometimes taste. I mean, have like That's a medis- true. medicinal taste to it. it. It is that if you like the taste of Robitussin, you will love this tea. <laughs> it's um, I'm gonna try again. Yeah, it took it took two good sips and. It lingers, too, of the taste. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's lingering the way medicine lingers. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Oh. At least a- we can help others who are not Robitussin fans. That's true. If you don't like Robitussin, you probably won't like this tea. But August has some fantastic teas. Yeah, we've really enjoyed a bunch of them. So don't let that deter you. This, should, this one just isn't for us. Yeah. But I'm sure other people love it. So. To each their own. <laughs> um, I'm going to spill the tea on a book now. And it's called Five Total Strangers. And the reason I read it is, like I have been saying, every episode I can't get into any books lately. And so I was literally just scrolling through Libby, like looking for something that might catch my fancy and I was like maybe I'm in the mood for a thriller I don't know well when I opened Libby they were promoting five total strangers is like this thing that like a bunch of libraries were reading at the same time or something like that I don't know exactly what it was but like it the cover looks thrillery and who's the author wintry it's by Natalie Richards and like here's the cover oh see how I mean it looks like creepy wintry whatever and I was like let's maybe that's what I'm in the mood for let's do it so I downloaded it um and the premise is essentially that we meet Mira on a plane and she's trying to get home at Christmas time that's another reason I picked it up because I was like let's do Christmas um so she's trying to get home to her mom at Christmas time she like is going to college or high school she's in high school but she's going to this like fancy high school across the country and she's trying to fly home to her mom and she's sitting next to this college kid on the plane and they're like chatting and then they have a layover and then they're supposed to take another flight um but there's a really bad snowstorm and so the the other the next flight won't take off so she's like okay I can either hang out here in the airport or the girl that she was chatting with on the plane is like, I'm going to rent a car and try to drive to my destination. The snowstorm doesn't seem that bad. Like, let's just try that. And she's like, I really need to get to home to my mom. Cause like her mom is having some, she's like struggling. She's like, I, my mom can't be alone on Christmas. I've got to get home to her. So Mira and the girl she was chatting with on the plane, and then these three other people that they find in the airport that were, like, on the same flight are like, yeah, let's just all get a car together and go drive to our destination. Which sounds innocent enough. Right. Okay. So, as you can imagine, the snowstorm gets worse. There's, like, terrible accidents everywhere that somehow they get away from. They, like, stop at a rest stop, and there's this creepy guy. There's just, like, all these things that happen along the way, and it's, like, they can't trust each other. They don't even know each other. And they're, like, well, I don't know if I can trust this one. Like, maybe he's keeping secrets. Maybe she's keeping secrets. I don't know. And we're all in the car together, and is one of them going to murder me? And, like, it's it was a very high drama 
and it just was all felt so fabricated to me. Mm-hmm. And there was even like a plot point that you don't, you don't actually, it's not revealed until towards the end. So I'm not going to say what it is, but it was the type of thing where it was like, that really couldn't have happened. Well, if they just, it or, was random people. Right. Like how would they have known to come up with this scheme kind of thing? It, it, yeah. Something like that, where it was like, these are supposedly five strangers, but. And there's this random snowstorm that could have happened or not happened. So how would. That something happens that, yes, that it was like. Pre-planned? It se- yeah, it seemed like it was And that pre-planned. doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I was like not enjoying it. And then, but I, it was whatever, holding my attention. So I stuck with it. And then I got to that one plot point where I was like, that's just too much. So I was like, okay, I finished it, but I did not. Enjoy it. I did not enjoy it. Yeah. Well. But it, like I said. It sounds interesting, but I understand what you're saying, and that would be really annoying. It held my attention, though. Like, I finished it very quickly because I was like, dang, what's going to happen? But at the same time, it was like, this is just a little too fabricated. Yeah. So. Okay. But anyway, why don't you tell me what's keeping you sane, Marissa? Sure. So I, as you know, have been planning my brother's impromptu wedding. Yes. Um, So it's all coming together. And that's just kind of been keeping me sane is that everything is pretty much planned. It's going to be a week from today. Um, And I just feel really good about it. Like I feel that besides everything coming together, that it's going to be really nice and that they're going to enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to kind of not giving them a gift, but to see their faces when they get there and everything is nice and put together and because you've done most of the planning and so for for it all to come together and for them to like see um just everyone all worked out yeah and how everyone kind of came together mom and I my sister my mom's friend who's hosting it for us at her house um just how it yeah how everything's gonna come together and that people care about them so much that we we all wanted to make sure that it was as nice as it could be with the limited time frame we had to plan. Yeah, that's really special. Yeah, so, and you'll be there too. I know. <laughs> Jamie's going to take some pictures for us <laughs> and then just hang out as a guest. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be nice. So I, um, a couple of weekends ago, I went to the beach with couple of friends from high school and um just it was so relaxing and refreshing and like they both have two kids each I work way too much and so all three of us were just completely exhausted and wanted to just get away and veg out for a weekend Mm -hmm. and we did and we went to the beach and we did basically nothing and it was amazing. Like we all just sat around and read and amazing. napped yeah. and just hung out and caught up and it was so nice. And I just keep thinking back to that and like how relaxing and calming it was. And we're, we are talking about like trying to make it an annual thing where right before the holidays, we just go to the beach and just kind of like get our bearings before all the craziness starts. So, um, it was just so 
nice and fun and we went to the melting pot one night for dinner which love i love the melting pot. i love the melting pot but we don't have one here in baton rouge anymore i know it's such a shame and so stephanie was like hey guys <laughs> there's a melting pot in pensacola and i was like oh, we're going <laughs> <laughs> and like they both looked at me like okay like it's not that big of a deal and I was like no it's a big deal like and then we decided on Saturday morning and then like Saturday all day during the day I would be like I'm just so excited we're going to the melting pot <laughs> one of the and last like, times I okay. went to the one in Baton Rouge was with you oh yeah I, I the last time I went I was with I went with my friend Katie mm-hmm. but um right before like the week that it closed we I went with my mom yeah the week that it closed like because they you know the reservations filled up so fast because everybody wanted to get in before it closed. But my mom and I were like, let's just go there. See, somebody's going to cancel, surely. So we like showed up and like nobody canceled, but the lady took pity on us because we had been waiting there for like half an hour. She's like, there's a burner at the bar. Come <laughs> sit at the bar and I'll serve you. So it's kind of funny. Our story, we got there and they said the same thing. Like there's no reservation, nothing's available. And we're like, really? How long do you think it's going to be? And like, he was like, I really can't say. So Katie stepped outside for half a second and she went online and she was able to like book one. Oh my gosh. And we walked, she literally walked back in and we're like, hello, as if we hadn't just been there. <laughs> and she was like, I have a reservation for two <laughs> in five minutes. That's and he was, amazing. He like looked at us like we were crazy. And then he like could see it on his screen. So he was like, okay. <laughs> oh my god! And then we stayed there. We were in the back with no windows and we didn't realize we'd been there for oh my three God. hours and by the time we we're like what time is it but it was a really fun experience I'm so sad that it's closed yeah well there's the one in Pensacola so if you're ever out that way and you need your melting pot fix we're now like we're doing this every year we're going to the melting pot every year like that's gonna be our thing so yeah, that's awesome yeah it was really really lovely anyway until next time we're always so bad at ending I these. know. I'm <laughs> terrible at endings. It's just because I don't want it to end. I just don't want to say goodbye. And yet, goodbye. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, how bad can we make the ending? <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers! Cheers.